Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Lighting is such a difficult one because people tend to panic. Jeez, I don't have enough lights. I need more lights. Yeah. No, it, like literally take the opposite view. If I feel I need more, pull it back. Welcome to the next episode of the Get In Our Home series. This is the series designed to help home builders, homeowners and renovators to get inspiration and guidance from industry professionals, but also homeowners themselves. We release a new podcast and YouTube episode every second Sunday at 7pm. Some of you might know, but I actually have a background in film and TV production. So I'm really, really aware of the power of lighting and the power that lighting can have and how it can transform spaces, people and even your mood. And with the professional series, we've always tried to, I suppose, think outside the box and not bombard people with the brick and mortar trades, so to speak, and to, you know, talk to people and to professionals and include areas that might be overlooked or sometimes missed during a new build or renovation. This episode is genuinely fascinating. I can guarantee you, you've never thought about lighting in the way that Monica and the team at Willie Duggan do. I really love this chat, a really informative and a great way to get you thinking outside the box for your new build or your renovation coming up. Um, I also want to flag that this is not an advertisement of any sorts. We reached out to the team at Uli Duggan and they kindly obliged to have us in for an interview. Um, and we literally just had a conversation, so it's not scripted or, or anything of the likes. Um, yeah, so I started by asking Monica to give us an intro into who she is and what they do. Well, I'm Monica Duggan. I'm a director of uh, Willie Duggan. Um, we're a lighting design and supply company based in Kilkenny. We're in our third generation, so I'm the third generation. <laughs> um, uh, I've been working here for 14 years, um, so I've kind of really seen a transformation in the business. Um, and we've really kind of stepped up in terms of lighting design, as you mentioned, um, on the residential side. We do it both commercial and residential. Um, but since COVID, we've kind of really pushed it on the um, residential side and we see a real appetite for it. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's going, it's going well. How has it shifted over COVID to more residential, essentially? Uh, yeah, we do a lot. Like, we're doing a lot of packages and we're trying, like, a lot of lighting design packages for clients. So we try to make it as accessible as possible for, for people. Um, we know, especially in this climate, um, how much costs are affecting people. Yeah. So we try and make um, lighting design as achievable or you know, an entry level for people to be able to actually use it. Um, like your, your home is your home and you're in it for life. So you want to kind of get it right. And like you said, lighting is something that is overlooked. Um, but I think more and more people are starting to see the importance of it um, and how we need to think about it early. What does a lighting designer do? 
Well, what don't we do? I know. <laughs> so we look at, we will talk to the client, um, we will get their feel for what they want to do, what they're trying to create, get their vision of what they're really trying to um, create in their home. Um, we look at their spaces, we look at it from a daylighting perspective, um, from an architectural perspective, from future proofing the house even. Um, and then we design the space with the client. Um, a lot of people think lighting designers are people who actually design light fittings. Um, it's not. It's actually designing spaces um, to make sure that they function properly. Um, and we are like we bring levels of light to a home, so we need functional light, um, but we also need to have a calming space. So how do we marry both together and make it really effective for a client? So so it's not just about you know. <coughs> where the lights go in the house it's more about how they work and marry together yes very okay. much so um it's because a lot of a lot of the time as well we, we have we have a lot of um kitchen live and dining spaces so how does that work there's there are three very different functions um so how does that marry together and and work very effectively uh, so that's one of the kind of one of the main issues that we see with our clients is how do we make this work um and have that still very calming space but a functional space as well in, in Ireland, you know, it's so funny, we're absolutely obsessed with housing. I think it's, as an EU country, we have to be one of the biggest ones for housing. We yeah. are just generally obsessed with it, whether it's buying or building or renovating a house. Um, but do you think that sometimes housing is nearly too traditional and they overlook something like, like lighting? Yeah, very much so. Um, and, but I do, I do think that concept is changing, to be honest. Um, and I think we are starting to look at it in a different way. We are starting to become, like we're watching programs, like architecture, say architecture 10 years ago. Um, no one really put value on an architect in a space. Um, and it's only when we started to see shows like Dermot Bannon's show and stuff like that, that we started to realise actually this, you know, architecture has such an impact. It's the same with lighting design and I think in the last couple of years we've really started to see how um, important it is and how it can affect us in so many different ways and um, we're starting to embrace it a little bit more and seeing its importance. Um, we are very traditional as a country and yes we love our homes um, but I do think we're starting to kind of take that step forward and that leap forward into yeah if we're going to do this we're spending a lot of money let's do it right. Yeah, yeah. well you know what does that mean if lighting is done right? It can have an effect on you. What does that mean? So if I do my lighting wrong, what does that mean? Um, so lighting, light in general has a massive effect on us. Like it's really important for us to be outside in natural light. Like we are a lighting company, um, you know, and we think about artificial light, but what about natural daylight? Like natural daylight is so important. Um, and artificial light as well, which is what we deal with all the time, has a huge impact on us. So we need to get out into natural light all the time. That's really important. But our, our artificial light does have an effect on us as well. So like from our serotonin or melatonin levels, lighting can really affect them. So if we get our lighting wrong, like if we, if we pepper our ceiling with downlights and the downlights aren't you know, first of all, we're overlighting the space. Second of all, um, if the downlight is not the best downlight, um, you know, we're looking at the source of an LED constantly. Um, we've seen it, I've seen it with clients numerous times where they'll complain about headaches and, and the, ability, the inability to sleep. Um, that's all about serotonin and melatonin levels. So we need to make sure that we're getting them right and we're designing to that, to understand that like when we get to, you know, 
the, the sun is starting to you know, fade and we're coming towards nighttime, that we, in our artificial light, are following the same kind of vein. Wow. And that's what it's all about. It's being able to make sure that you know, there's a huge amount of health benefits to getting your lighting right. And that's kind of part so, of it. So, in a sense, it literally can affect your mind and body yes. if you get it wrong or right. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's like looking into a computer screen. If, I'm, if a downlight covers, if I have a ceiling covered in downlights, it's like looking at a computer screen constantly or a TV screen. Um, and it can be quite leery and it seriously affects us. Um, so yeah, it does have. That's that, insane. Like, like yeah. is, there, is there certain practices that make good lighting? Or, you know, is there certain, certain you know, things that people that are watching or listening to this can implement that make a successful? Like rules of thumb in yeah, terms of, yeah. yeah. Um, less is more. 100% less is more. Um, lighting is such a difficult one because people tend to panic. Jeez, I don't have enough lights. I need more lights. Yeah. No, it, like literally take the opposite view. If I feel I need more, pull it back. Like you don't need loads of light. We need light where we function. So if I am like in a kitchen space, yes, I need light, but that light needs to be positioned in the right space. So like if I'm looking at my countertop, I don't want to be in my own shadow as I'm standing at my countertop. So I need to bring that light forward. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be behind me. It needs to be in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, and that can help us to reduce the amount of light. So we just put it where it's needed functionally. Um, then we compare back the rest of the place. Um, so definitely less is more is a huge um, takeout. So are people essentially sometimes wasting money on lighting? A hundred percent. Um, like there's so much, I see so much waste in lighting, it's crazy. Um, so we definitely need to pay her back and we can save so much money by doing that. Um, and it's much better for us in the long run. Um, there's so many ways of doing lighting um, that doesn't have to be down lights. You know, we can do hidden lighting details and stuff like that that really have a massive impact without affecting us um, or our well-being. You know, it's so funny, before coming here today, I would never have actually thought about spotlights in the same way that I now will the rest of my life. <laughs> but it's so true because in film and TV and, you know, in my background, um, we're always looking for soft light and yeah. soft, soft light that, you know, isn't harsh on the subject. Yeah. And when I think about it, spotlights are so harsh and yeah. so, you know, nearly aggressive in terms of lighting that yeah. when you think about it, actually, that's a really horrible environment to be living in 24-7 is spotlights. It's nearly it's like intense. you're on a stage. It's yeah. intense. Yeah, like, yeah, totally intense. So if we can pull that back, yeah. we can make something really, really nice. And it's only as simple as pulling back down lights um, that can, even that alone can make a big impact. Somebody watching this, somebody listening to this, and they're thinking, oh, fucking light design. Why bother? Why bother? Um, well, firstly, it has a massive impact on the space. Um, so it's really important to think about, you know, when light hits the surface, what are we highlighting? What are we doing? Um, like we can all design, like we can all put in like a, a pendant or a wall light um, and think that we have done a, a lighting design. But to me, a pendant and a wall light is like a piece of art. We're putting it up to show our creativity and show our interest and in our design aspect. Um, but lighting design is so much more than that. Um, it's about the technical aspect, which people don't really understand. Um, and like I said, lighting is, we only, we only do our house once in our lifetime. Usually we only do it once in our lifetime. So we only need to learn about light once in our lifetime. But if we get it wrong, we really get it wrong. We cannot go back and rewire. It costs so much more money to do that. But if we bring in a lighting designer for that one one-off that we're going to do, um, we can add layers, we can create interest. It's more about the technical, it's more about what we don't see that's important in lighting design than what we do see. 
Um, and that's what we do as lighting designers. We evaluate the space and see how we can really accentuate the architecture and make something really interesting with depth, with feeling, with you know, atmosphere, all of that. Um, so lighting design has a huge impact and it's really important to a build. Would you have a lot of input with an architect on a, on a build in terms of the lighting? When we, when we deal with architects on a project, the projects end up being really beautiful. Like really, like we can really push because the architect will push. Um, and it, we tend to have really, really good results when we work with architects on projects. That's really nice. Like I can imagine that collaboration between yeah. creative and creative to make yeah. something. Yeah. How does somebody that's thinking about lighting design, how do they future-proof their home? Um, well, you know, because I'd be, <coughs> sorry to interrupt you, Monica, yeah. like I'd be afraid that you'd see a lighting thing on Pinterest or online and think, oh, fuck, I'm going to do that. That's really cool. Or they might, you know, get some lighting inspiration online. But then, you know, are they tapping into a trend that's going to be extinct in a couple of years? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there a way that they can safely future-proof a home? Because you, as you said, most people only do it once. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I did it in my own home. Um, so for me, um, you know, most people don't have the money to do exactly what they want to do. So it's about thinking about the space long-term. And we actually, we encourage our clients to think about it long-term. Um, when we're going through the design process because we don't have the money to finish things off. So um, for me, what I did was I, I looked at different aspects of the house and I went, you know what, in the future I want to do this, in the future I want to do that. Um, and I put allowances in there okay. that we can so actually... So having the wire there, having the yeah, cable there. Yeah. yeah, so that I can eventually pull that, pull that cable, know it's there and pull that cable and create something really beautiful when I have the money to do it. Um, like as well for us, like gardens is a huge thing. So when we're building our house, we 100% do not have the money to finish the garden and a garden is really expensive to do. So we'd always advise the client, okay, we need to think about layers. So we talk about layers in the house, we need to think the same in the garden. We talk about layers in the garden. The majority of people who do their homes um, tend to leave one or two cables What out. does layers mean? Layers means, so like we need a bit of distance, we need a bit of like, so if I've got trees in the distance, I want to light them. If I've got a patio, I want to light that, but I don't want them lit together. So um, it allows us to give layers. So like a, for me, in simple terms, a layer is nearly like a cable. So I'm leaving out two cables, one to allow me to do the trees and one to allow me to do the patio. But there might be more to that. Like there might be bedding that you're going to do or there might be a barbecue area that I want to do. So thinking about these things early, leaving the cable out, will allow then for future-proofing um, the premises, future-proofing the house, basically. Is lighting design only for those with big budgets? No. No, 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 no. Um, we have, we fully believe in Willie Duggins that um, lighting, or not lighting, design should be accessible to everybody, um, whether it's a small budget or a big budget. Um, so we have tried to tailor our packages to fit all budgets. So we have like a one hour consult where if someone just wants to get a feel for it and get an ideas and kind of feel that then they can take it on, then we do an hour where we sit down and go through it and talk about what we would look at and how we would design it. Um, then we have another package that is definitely, um, I would think, an entry level package, but a really good one. Like it gives, it, we've tried to empower our clients to be able to then work with their builder and electrician to fulfill it. Um, that's the plan package. And then we have a, a higher end package, um, the works package, which is full on. We're going to the site, we're dealing with your electrician and your builder, and we're snagging the project, all the rest. So we do try and make it as achievable for everybody as possible. I know when people think about lighting design that they nearly balk at it going, this is only for the rich, <laughs> this is only for the you know, people who can afford it, but not at all. We're trying to make this achievable for everybody. I think it's really interesting. Like we spoke off camera about that, but like, you know, 
if you get a lighting designer and they're actually clued into what you need and what you want, they actually could save you money because you're not going to just splash out and buy 100 spotlights and a couple of pendulums and you know think that lighting is done in the house yeah. when actually you could have bought less and actually had a far bigger impact. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's what, like, I love getting a client early because I can absolutely dictate the, you know, help them to dictate the budget. Yeah. So if they're coming to me saying, I have no money, yeah. I want to hear that. I, I really want to hear that because then I, we can design to that. So we can look at different spaces and go, do you know what, that needs more this needs less. Let's pull that back there. Let's put it in there. Um, and it allows the client to get what they want at affordable price. I can just imagine the phone calls now, Monica, coming in. Hey, Monica, I have no money. I heard you on the podcast. You know, What can you I'm do like, for uh, me? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find a solution. I'll find a solution. I promise. How, how early in the process of building or renovating should somebody be thinking about lighting? Okay, you can come in at any element in the process, well, before first, first fix, yeah. um, but we highly recommend trying to get people before tender. Wow. Um, if we can get them before tender, then it helps us to be able to work with them on cost um, and be able to dictate with them the cost on it. A lot of the time what's happening, what we see happening is that um, a client will come to us post tender um, and the electrician, the builder would have tendered say for an electrician to price for the project and the electrician will go in, look at the project or look at the plans and make an estimate guess. Um, now they are also putting in the price of fittings in that guess. That's when we run into trouble because when the client then tries to find out how much money do we have for light fittings well, it's actually covered in the whole cost of the electrician's build. So it becomes a little bit more complicated. So we're trying to get clients to break it down with the electrician. So if they come to us post-tender, we say, look, go talk to your electrician, go talk to your builder, see, can you break that down? Um, and, and then we'll rough know. figure like, yeah. yeah. And then we know what they have budgeted for and we can work to that if required. Electricians and lighting designers, I can't imagine they're best friends is there is there sometimes a misconception or a misunderstanding there between between both trades nearly essentially yeah and i i actually i i like I, I electricians have a really tough job i understand it i get it like we're pulling cable left right and center some are dimmable some are not some are like uh, wiring for hidden lighting what am i doing so i get it electricians have a really tough job um but I think they sometimes miss that the lighting designer is there to actually help to make the job easier. We're not second guessing. Yeah. You're getting a plan. It would hope to get you in and out quicker out of the project. So it actually benefits the electrician in the long run. Um, and are you seeing that buy-in from electricians? You know, do, do you get referrals from electricians or, or is it very much, you know, the, the consumer goes to you? It's very much at the moment the consumer comes to us. Um, but the one thing I've noticed is that when an electrician walks off site after doing a project through with us, um, they're walking off so proud of their work. And that's what you want to see. You want to see an electrician be happy with what they've done. Um, I just finished a project recently where an electrician came up to me and said, oh, thanks a million, I just love that project. Um, and that's what you want to hear. Yeah. Now, obviously, we get pushback and obviously we get clients ringing us going, the electrician's not buying into this and we're trying to help the client as much as possible to communicate with the electrician so the electrician gets buy-in. What about those, Monica, that are renovating a home so they're not doing a complete rewire, there might be an extension or, you know, there might be certain, is, is it too late then to look at lighting, you know, if no. there's always wires in place, if there's already, you know? Um, well, if, so say there's a renovation or a, um, an extension. 
it's the same concept. Yeah. Like if we're renovating, it's the same concept as if we're a new build. Um, if someone has gone past first fix or second fix, then we're in a little bit more bother. That's where it becomes a little bit more difficult to be able to help the client because it's gone past the point of being able to change. Um, and that's where I just hate telling clients I'm really sorry. Like I'll do my best, but I, I just, I can't really. Wish you talked to me earlier. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. What, 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 do you know, is there some common mistakes you see clients make all the time? What are some things that you, you always mm, see? Overlit, 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 overlit. Um, I see that constantly, uh, too much lighting. Um, like I said earlier on, it's that fear of, I don't have enough, so I put in more. Um, so that is my biggest bugbear. Please pull them out. Um, you, you don't need them. And that's what I'd actually say to someone at Second Fix, you know, if they came in and they were, they were talking to me about their plan, I'd be like, look, take out all those, you don't need them. Like if, you're, if your builder can come in and, you know, um, put those cables up in the ceiling and just plaster over, do it, because you don't need them. You don't need them. And it saves you money. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and do you notice, you, you've been in the game a long time, are there current trends now? Is there certain things that you're seeing starting to get more and more popular within the lighting world? Uh, yeah, <coughs> pooling of light is like, it's a brilliant concept. Okay, time out, what's pooling? Pooling, I'll explain it if you want. Um, well, actually you asked me to explain this one. <laughs> <coughs> pooling of light is when we use light and dark. Light and dark is really, really good and it gives depth to a space. Um, so like it's like as if we, we have a down light that has a narrow beam so we're creating a little pool of light here a little bit of dark another pool of light dark light it's really like an exhibition space so we're like say like that. a long view like um, a, a corridor or a hallway yeah. yeah brilliant to do that um, light shadow is amazing um, so pooling of light is, is one that's starting to kind of take steps forward um, with regards to aesthetic, colour is becoming really big, which it wasn't before. So, um, you know, in terms of uh, wall colours and, you know, bring colour independence and lights and stuff like that, brilliant. And then how, how does light interact with that then? If we're using a really bright colour, if we're lighting it, what does that look like? How does the colour bounce off it? Do you know? So, um, interesting. I think it's an interesting time where, um, where design is going now. So. Is it all getting more technology-based and controlling oh. from the phone and smart homes? And does that yeah. have an impact? Yeah, hugely. So like, like a, a, a future trend is Bluetooth. Yeah. Um, and Bluetooth is massive. I personally myself am a little bit nervous of it because it's not hardwired in. Uh, but it, it does save cost in terms of the electrician doesn't have to pull as many cables. Um, we have a lot more controllability available on the phone. Um, but for me, I'm an old school. I like it to be hardwired in. I do have Bluetooth in my own home, but it's you also... You like a good switch or a dimmer. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I do have it in, in my own home and I do use it. Um, but I do have it hardwired in as well. What's one thing, Monica, that if you walk into somebody's house or you walk into, I'm not going to mention names or anybody, but some a house and you bloody hate? What do I say? Yeah, well, no, what do you say? Not on what do you say, but what do you hate? You know, oh, what do I hate? Is there something that really bugs you when you go into other people's homes? I think you might know what it is. Too much light. Uh, like it flattens a house. Um, if we, if we overlight, we just don't see the architecture. We don't see the features. We just completely overlit it. Um, it's like looking at a, I mentioned to you earlier, looking, like a, looking at a commercial build where we see floodlights just light a beautiful old building, but we don't see depth, we don't see detail, we don't see anything. Um, and that's what happens when we overlight, uh, everything just flattens and it's not nice, it's not effective. So yeah. Is, is natural light a big factor too in terms of your planning? Like, you know, say if a house hasn't been built yet, would you be talking to the architect about natural light or how, how does that work? Because obviously yeah. he's conscious of 
lights coming in from windows perspective but you're yeah. is it are you purely dealing with from an electrical design perspective electrical lighting we do we do deal with natural light as well so we do talk a lot to the customer about our to our clients about natural light um it's hugely important um so like where we get loads of light in we want to accentuate that you know we don't need to have loads of artificial light then to be able to substitute that because we're getting loads of natural light we want that um, but then we need to look at the rooms that aren't getting enough light and how do we light them that we're not like blasting them with light again but we're still giving the effect um you know as i said natural light is so important but if we have a dark room it's going to feel dark you know so we need to lighten that up and make it you know a little bit more give it a little bit more um, because when they're dark they're dark so we don't want to overlight them mm -hmm. but we want to give them a little bit more balance so yeah natural light is a huge element of, of what we do within the light design practice are there more and more lighting designers coming into the country do you see that the trade is you know blossoming blossoming as um such? not so much here um there is like there's one or two who have you know who have been here quite yeah. a while but they yeah. like they'd be big like the likes of arab engineers they have a lighting design department and ourselves um mm. i think we're the only officially qualified light designers in ireland um but we do what happens is we get a lot of english lighting designers coming into ireland which is a pity um, because we've got such good talent here between, well, I, of course I would say we've such good talent because we're one of them, um, between Arab and ourselves, um, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of really good talent here and we need to, we need to accentuate it and use it. Well, like, you know, I'm just thinking if somebody's trying to get a lighting designer and they're up the north or the down south, you know, would you have any advice for them in terms of trying to find somebody? Um, well, they can always come to us. We yeah. do a lot of our. So you our, can work nationwide. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. We do a lot of our um, light and design packages over over Teams or Zoom. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can work anywhere. Uh, we're working with a client at the moment. Actually, their house is in Ireland, but they're based in the US. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can work from anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you're just just going into that then, Monica. If that's okay. Like, if I am a client and I'm getting like a lighting package. What do you actually do? Like, what, what actually, you know, what's the conversation? How does it, you know, what information should I have before I come to you as a lighting designer? Yeah, yeah. You know, as a consumer that, you know, is coming in without knowledge of the lighting world, what should I be doing? What should I not be thinking about? Yeah. So for us, what we look for from our clients is um, plans, elevations. Um, if they have kitchen design, great. If they don't, we can still work with that. Um, and like any inspiration that they have uh, just helps us to get a feel for what they're thinking like, of. Like online Pinterest? Yeah, or Pinterest yeah. or something like that. Or yeah. if they've created their own mood board, anything like that um, is of massive value to help us to get the aesthetic that they're, you know, they want to achieve. Um, then say, I'll take the plan package, which is our probably our most popular package. Um, with that, we do um, two, we do one, um, we do two consult two workshops. One is two hours, one is one hour. Um, and we, we talk to the client with the two hour, we talk to the client, go through the whole thing, um, get an idea of what they want to do. We give our opinion, then we take that away and we design it up. Oh, okay, so you actually give them plans or drawings or whatever? Like. Yeah, yeah, okay, absolutely. Right. Yeah, so for the first, for the first workshop, we send them plans, we send them a design document, we send them a fittings booklet, and we send them um, a quotation. So they get an idea as co for cost, because that's obviously the most important thing. Um, so the cost range, it's, it's a full range. So we go from most expensive to what we would classify as the kind of cheaper end of the market. Um, but we know that it's good quality. Uh, so that allows the client then to look at the design and then look at the specification and make make changes and make decisions and then we do another one hour workshop where we go through all the changes that they want to make um, and we finalize the design for make kind of a final plan for them yeah. going forward and yeah. you know, you're yeah. maybe arming them for their yeah journey. absolutely but 
but like yeah. come here like so will you source the lighting for the client or how does that work yeah we can um, but we give them all of the detail in terms of the you know the specifications that so they we can would shop suggest around or whatever. absolutely yeah okay. yeah so as a standalone our lighting design department stands alone from our supply side so our clients can go off and, and source elsewhere or they can work with us to source as well i just want to you know because some people listen to this and think okay lighting design i might consider it you know we'll see if there's money there but is there areas where you would advise people that they could cut costs or they could save some money on their build with lighting yeah absolutely give me some advice there um so i, I said previously that um you know we can really look at different areas so there's areas that are going to be you know seen by others so like your kitchen your your living room your dining room they'll always be seen by other people so they're the areas to really focus on but like we can totally pair them back you know in bathrooms bedrooms um corridors like we can completely pair back um and make them enough light to you know to be nice but it doesn't need to be overlaid it doesn't don't need loads of down lights you know we can totally um differentiate the builds that way so the high the high footfall areas would be the areas that i would think of to do really nice stuff and then pull it back in the kind of less okay. footfall areas. So and you know, so so some people might think, okay, if we just get the kitchen right and we get the dining room right, the rest of the house can even you know be secondary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and we can completely kind of just give it. Um, you know, we can pull back on the type of downlights that we use, or we can use um, you know pendants instead of using too many technical uh, you know technical lights. Um, so we can completely pair back in those kind of areas, you know, to make it more affordable for people. Give me one piece of advice, one top tip as a lighting designer for somebody that's about to build a house in Ireland. Think about your lighting early. <laughs> um, go get advice, 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 advice. Do research. Really, really important. Do research. Um, we here are trying to educate people as much as possible on the importance of light. So come talk to us, come talk to, go talk to other experts in terms of light. You, you can, I cannot advocate more for doing research prior to starting um, because it will totally empower you. It'll be, you'll be able to talk to your builder better, your electrician better, even us better. Um, so empower yourself by doing your research. And, okay, and, and, and last, last question for, for Monica. Do you think that the future for lighting is on the up? Do you think more and more people are getting involved with, you know, for people that are thinking about building a home in the next couple of years, is lighting just going to become more and more nearly important? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I really believe it. And I think, I know this may sound a little bit crazy, but I think things like mobile phones and, you know, we're sp we've spent so much time, especially in the last two years, on our mobiles, on our laptops, and we're realising the need to get away from that and create that space and calm and... You know, a way to do that is by getting your lighting right. <laughs> so I think there's only one way for lighting to go, um, as lighting design to go, and that's up. That's great. Fully. That's yeah. great. Um, Monica, thank you very, very much. That's been nearly half an hour, which has been very fast. If people want to find you or get in touch with you, where's the best place to do that? Uh, Instagram. Uh, we're big on Instagram. We actually have a Q&A every Wednesday that Willie does. Amazing. Um, yeah, so if people have any issues or questions or anything about their lighting, Willie's there to give advice. Um, and so that's just Willie Duggan on Instagram. Yeah. I posted it below. Yeah. yeah, it's Willie underscore Duggan um, on Instagram, um, and then you know our website is quite comprehensive, so you'll find a, find our contact details there as well. Brilliant. And come into our showroom. I'd love to have you here. I'd love to talk about lighting. Tell me money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, tell me you've loads of money. <laughs> Thank you, that's good. Okay, brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so so much for listening to the podcast. And don't forget to check out the guys online. You can just Google Willie Duggan. 
I'll also post their details in the description box below anyways. Thanks everybody and see you all next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.